Welcome to a special edition of the Vegas Sand Trap. I'm Amanda Robertson along with... Dennis Silvers, we want to welcome you. We have a very special guest. By the way, we're at ARIA for the TechCon put on by the Golf Course Owners Association. And uh, TechCon one, everybody's having a great time. Mr. Del Ratcliffe is our special guest. He's a golf course owner. And uh, Del, welcome to the show. I appreciate well, you taking, to, uh, taking time out. Thank you so much for nice having me. It's great. Love being in Las Vegas. And you know, I'm right where I belong in the biggest sand trap. That's kind of where I'm <laughs> That's it. That's right. Before we get going, let me ask you this, Del. Where in New York are you from? <laughs> Well, you know, I tell everybody, I don't have an accent. I'm, I'm the baseline, okay? Everybody from me has the accent. That's the problem. Oh, oh yes. my God. Yes. is from Charlotte, a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Now, you uh, just told me that you have five golf courses, five courses in your wow. portfolio. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the business, number one? Well, you know, it was a family business, quite honestly. My father had built a golf course, and I grew up on that golf course. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away in an early age. I was the only male, so I ended up going into the golf business. But I absolutely love it. It's a great, wonderful business. As y'all well know, you meet so many great people in golf. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's just phenomenal. Uh, I was very fortunate to grow up in golf. I was first a superintendent. Uh, then I became a PGA professional and have been active in both of those associations as well as the owners' association for close to uh, over 20 years. Now. Wow, that's that's uh, that's a lot of a uh, lot of longevity. As you know, Dale, depending on who you talk to and what part of the country you go to, the overall experience in golf is is it's soft right now, especially here where we are in Southern Nevada. And you know, it's a big commitment. It's a lot of money owning a golf course. Uh, what's your outlook on it? What makes you want to obtain more golf courses, uh, you know, to add to your portfolio? Or is that a smart thing to do, given the state of golf right now? Well, you know, I think it comes down to a lot of things. Virtually every industry out there at some point in time has gone through kind of a correction, mm-hmm. you know. And, and golf is certainly no exception to that. We've seen some real challenges uh, as a business. Uh, lifestyle changes have really affected golf in a lot of ways. You know, we don't uh, we don't have the same amount of leisure time that we used to have right. to do things like playing golf. Uh, technology has certainly kind of intruded on the golf experience to a degree. Uh, we're seeing a move uh, and have seen this for quite a while where, uh, you know, people tend to do things as a family more. Right. And so golf has not traditionally fit the role of what the current lifestyle model really supports. Right. Um, okay. We are adapting to that, though. You know, golf is a great, as you know, golf's a great sport. You know, yeah. there's nothing else that you can do that's like golf. You know, exactly. you can learn it at an early age. Right. My grandson is three years old. He has his own golf club. He oh, loves that's it. Awesome. He goes out Love and it. plays. You know, I'm looking up until, you know, the day I die, I'm going to be able to share the game of a lifetime with him. Yeah, and that's definitely. quality time. You don't get that no. in other sports. No. You mentioned family lifestyle for Amanda jumps in. Do you think that's given rise to the so-called millennial movement in the way golf course owners, private clubs are marketing to millennials now? Yes, I think so. You know, I think that we're recognizing millennials consume information in different ways. They're looking for a different experience. You know, traditional golf tells us you don't take your cell phone on the golf course. You know, you've got traditional golf attire on, uh, no music. You know, it's a very kind of almost, in their view, stuffy uh, experience, right. Right. and so uh, we're 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 not only learning, we're adapting and understanding. You know, we're really in the entertainment business. Yeah, you know, definitely. our competition is not the golf course down the street. Our competition is anything else that they could be doing instead of playing golf. That's a great point. Wow. You know, so great we have point. to make sure that the experience that they have when they play golf is enjoyable. It's something that they want to do, right? And more importantly, it's something they want to do more 
than whatever else they could choose to do. And that other that other choice could be literally on your phone playing on Facebook. You know, it could be at home playing video games. Right. It could be at the mall shopping. We have to provide an experience in golf that exceeds what that value proposition is in the mind of that golfer. And we're really learning that. You know, and it can be delivered in a lot of ways. Traditionally, you know, the game was was really introduced to people. If you think about this, the game was introduced to people by a friend, uh, a business associate, or more importantly, a family member. You know, most people learn to play because somebody invited them out to a golf course. Right. It was a it was a fun social experience. Okay. And uh, a lot of the ways that we went in the '90s were kind of away from that. You know, the um, the traditional golf course was built to be more difficult. It was built to be challenging. You know, we got these seven thousand yard right. monsters out there. Right. They might be great for that. Uh, zero handicap golfer, but to someone who has never played the game of golf before, it's intimidating. You know, Very intimidating. And yeah. um, if you look at uh, and a great example is right here. This there's so many great golf courses right here in uh, in Las Vegas. Okay, but if you look at the pictures, and I talk about this a lot, if you look at the pictures of how these golf courses advertise themselves, you'll see you know a beautiful vista. You'll see uh, you know water bunkers, long carries, and way down there, there's this little flag and this little hole, and somebody that's never played the game will say, wait a minute, I'm supposed to hit a golf ball yeah, into I, that I hole. I don't want any Exactly right. So we have to kind of scale back and say, okay, it's uh, kind of like snow skiing. We use that analogy a lot, all right? We're, our company has really focused on building what we call bunny slopes, little right. short golf course experiences, par three golf courses, you know, that are, they're not intimidating. They're fun. If you've never played before, you can at least go out and you don't get beat up. You know? exactly. yeah. So then as you right. develop the skill sets, just like on the bunny slopes, you can start moving up to the intermediate slope. And eventually, if you want, you can go to that sure. double diamond most difficult. Yeah. And that helps with the, the leisure time that we are lacking as well, right. for right. sure. Um, so as far as the conference and the association, what does what are the benefits that you see specifically for your management company um, to be a part of this organization and how do they help and kind of big brother you through? That's a great question. You know, the Owners Association is very unique. As I mentioned, I'm a member of the PGA, I'm a member of the Golf Course Superintendents Association. So, you know, I kind of wear a lot of different hats, but the Owners Association delivers something to the golf course operator that really is kind of missing from those others. And that's the, uh, we really focus on the business of golf. You know, we're looking out for the interests of that golf course owner. And those, those issues, a lot of times are things that we don't typically think about. For example, we have uh, legislative issues that we really uh, look out for the interest of the golf course owner. Uh, things from property use, uh, you know, regulations on water usage. Uh, those type things can be made, and a lot of times these decisions are being made by uh, uh, elected officials that don't necessarily have the best information to make those decisions. Right. So as an industry, we come together under the organization of the owners, and we're able to go out and we're able to represent those interests and right. give an accurate picture of what it might be. What do you look for when you are looking oh, to pick up another course to add to your portfolio? What's the criteria that you use? Well, you know, first and foremost, I think one of the things is just like anything else, golf and, and, and almost any business can be overbuilt. It can be an oversaturated marketplace. You know, so you really have to kind of look at the dynamics. Uh, is, is that golf course a necessary or not even necessary? Is it a viable entity for that area? Right. You know, um, even as, as prolific as Starbucks are, you know, they realize you reach a point where you can have too many Starbucks. Yep. Yes. Okay? Same oh, thing is true yeah. in golf. So one of the first things we really look at is how is this area served from a golf standpoint? You know, you look at the demographics in that area. You look at the number of people, household income, and knowing what they are, are traditionally going to be playing golf, you know, are there enough golf courses to serve them? 
And if not, are there ways that we can maybe increase the number of golfers in that area? Right. So that's really kind of the first okay. step that we take in looking okay. at right. that's, that's That's well done. So are you having a good time at TechCon? Oh. <laughs> you know, how can you come to Las Vegas and not have a good time? Amen yeah. to that. Have you come here before, Dale, to play we golf? Have. Just we a have. little R&R? Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. We do. We, uh, we actually come to Vegas quite often. We love to do it. You know, anytime there's a convention or, or some kind of a business meeting that we can kind of combine a little business. Yes, we for sure. That, you know. that is fantastic. So my wife is with me. Uh, we, oh, came out, we came out a day early, and we're staying two days later. So, I love it. Yes, it's very Let good. me just ask you where we let you go. With all the discussion and, and things that are evolving in the game of golf and the technology of golf and the marketing of golf, so on and so forth, where do you see, Dell the game headed, say, within the next 10 years? You know, that's a, that's a great question, and I think it's something that we've had to really do some soul-searching within golf to answer. You know, we, we, we have, like I said, we've, we've recognized the fact that our traditional experience isn't necessarily appealing to the millennials right. in the way that it would. So I think we're seeing an adaption, and this, this conference is a great example of, of technology. You know, we're seeing a much more relaxed atmosphere in terms of encouraging, you know, if they want to have a cell phone while they're out on the golf course, right. that's fine. Right. Every golf cart fleet that we have has USB chargers in it so they can charge their phones. Yeah. You, know, right. you don't want, you don't right. want them, I'm, you know, there, there are people out there that literally are almost like drug addicts. If that phone oh, goes dead, you know, they can't, they can't right. stand it. You know, yeah. so that affects the experience that they have. So. I think that golf is really learning to focus more on that consumer experience, you yeah. know, right. provide them something that is uh, an enjoyable experience. Yeah, and finally, uh, and I know Amanda would be interested in this, do you think you're ahead of the game because you, you have been a superintendent, you're a golf professional, yeah. you're a golf owner, does that put you ahead of the game over most of the other people that are involved with golf courses? You're, you're you know, more hands-on, yeah, I would we're, think. Yeah, we're definitely more hands-on. I think that the um, you know the, the diversity in golf, in terms of what your your, your skill sets have to be, is amazing. You know, few people really realize what it takes to run a golf course. We're not just out there, you know, selling tea times. You know, we have a food and beverage operation. Right. We have a merchandise operation. We have an agronomy operation. Right. And we're farmers, and and the owner or operator of a golf course has to be really good at all of all those facets, you know, and so it's a, it's a complex business. Now, the, um, the, the interesting thing is, is I'm not really unique. There are a lot of people here at this conference that are superintendents and PGA professionals right. and right. owners, you know, right. and um, so we, um, we all are usually kind of striving for knowledge. We're all looking for, you know, what's the, what's the next thing that I need to be doing, and those type of operators are the ones that are going to be successful, and totally. to be honest, those are the ones that are really involved in the owners association and the PGA right. and the, the superintendents, right. you know, those are... Uh, they're, they're active members. They're not just, you know, paying dues and getting their membership card. They're actively exactly. involved. Exactly. No, and I know Amanda wants to ask you because she has asked every guest that we've had, <laughs> do you have a media rate in case we come oh. out to uh, want to play golf? <laughs> right. <laughs> we absolutely We're do. We're going to come yeah. visit you. We absolutely do. We smooth, would love Dana, to smooth. You know, interestingly enough, I'll tell you, we, we, and of course, we love the media. You know, I mean, that's how we communicate yeah. with, with our guests and everything. Yeah. But I did a local market TV show in Charlotte. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah, we did it. We bought time, bought long form on cable. Love it. And uh, it was great. You know, that, and I still have a lot of our golfers. The reason that we quit doing it is we got so busy. I just, it takes a lot of time. So yeah, I, it does. I totally admire and respect what you guys do. Well, I appreciate it. We respect what you do yeah, because you're, sure. you're a credit to the industry. You're a credit to Thank this you organization. So you have fun you. with it. You get it. And, uh, Dell is just great. And really, he's from Brooklyn. He's not, you know, <laughs> anyway. The uh, accent's fake. That's going to wrap it up for uh, this edition of the Vegas Sand Trap. I'm Dennis Overs. And I'm Amanda Robertson. Thanks for hanging on. We'll see you next time on the golf course. So long, everybody. Adios. And it's not going well. need something to bring.
break this spell Some aiming oil could do the trick But no one's in sight and we need some Having a corporate or charity golf event? Backswing Golf Events can supply your tournament with personable, professional golfers to entertain and fundraise on the golf course. They can accommodate any size group, whether it be three players to 500. They are your team. From range lessons, beat the pro, and pro-am style roaming, they're making lasting memories one swing at a time. So make sure to check out BackswingGolfEvents.com or call us direct at 661-316-3093 and book your pros now. 